This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Vacationing family in Lake Winnipeg. Okay, Lake Winnipeg, they're, they're renting a, a cabin, had an unwanted visitor. It was a bit of a great outdoors situation. When a bear got into the cabin. This video has gone viral. This is the actual audio of the family barricading themselves as the bear just has his way with the main living area. It's trying to go out. It just went out. It just ran out. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. <sighs> he's coming back. What are you saying? Because I'm not kidding. He's coming back. <laughs> this is a very scary movie now. Mom, he just climbed back in the cottage. Here he is. He came back in? Yes, he's in the house. He's looking at me. <laughs> he's coming back now. Why Why did you say that? Because he's coming back now. <laughs> I'm calling him as I see him, Ma. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's leaving. Thank you, Jesus. Nope, he's coming back. Are they upstairs? Is that you said they barricaded they themselves? Barricaded, there was a dividing door from one side of the house to the other, and they, uh, they got behind that. They got the kids even further back and barricaded them in one Man. of the bedrooms. Here, here's the family talking about it afterwards. This video's gone viral. Once we knew that all the kids were okay, our next move was to barricade the one door that separates the two sides of the cottage. And then my sister took the little kids and barricaded them in a bedroom. My favorite chocolate cake we found on the ground, <laughs> all eaten. So the bear ate the chocolate cake. The bear now sees our house as a place to get a reward or a food source. They fully expect that it will return at some point this evening. Our hope is that it would go into the bear trap and not into the cottage. Hmm. It's a place to get chocolate cake for free. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you know what to put in the bear trap, though. A slice of a slice of yeah. deep and delicious. <laughs> you know? Get a little Sarah Lee going. That bear's going to be caught in no time. <laughs> Some more bear news, because I know you're wondering, what are the bears up to this summer? Of well, they're, uh, they're on a rampage here. We got another story. This one, Tofino. Okay, okay. so we're British Columbia Justin this time Trudeau's around. Justin favorite surfing spot. Here is a woman talking about what the bear did when it got into her car. I got my keys, and I walked to the vehicle, and I opened the driver's side door, and this head pops out <laughs> in the back seat. It's, it's the bear. I freaked out. I closed the door immediately and I ran into the house and I started screaming. We do have a bear that got into a car and got some food. Has since then learned to test just about every car it seems it comes across. It's just gross in there. It's absolutely disgusting. Bear took a crap in her car. Oh, wow. Answers the age-old question. Does a bear poop in an SUV? <laughs> a bear poops in a sedan. <laughs> And nobody's there to smell it. I've seen a lot of uh, bears, maybe not a lot, but a couple now where people keep their doors locked and their windows up, but they forget the moon roof or the sunroof. Oh, so the yeah. bear gets on top, squeezes in through there somehow. Or just squats on top of that, Matt. Imagine he uses your sunroof as a porta potty. <laughs> the Cleveland steamer, I think they call it. <laughs> You're just looking at a bear's butt there. <laughs> close it! Close it! It's too slow! <laughs> Oh, please, Jesus. Please, Jesus. <laughs> it's going away. Wait, no, it's coming back. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Getting text messages here. We gave a l- away a lot of tickets for Rage Against the Machine in Hamilton on Tuesday. And we've got uh, Taz and Jim listeners saying, thank you, guys. Best concert ever. Got the tickets from you. It was incredible. You're welcome. 
Goosebumps again this morning listening to your show. I had them for two hours on Tuesday night at the first Ontario Center. Wow. It was amazing. Seems to be the consensus. Mm-hmm. But you really can't trust any review better than a hammered concert review. So if you weren't at Rage Against the Machine on Tuesday in Hamilton, this is what you missed. It's time for another Hammered Concert Review. Jim from Y108 just getting people's quick reviews. It kicked ass. I love Rage, baby. Rage. It was the best show in my entire life. That is the only band that I've seen that is just as good as live as they are in a studio. The people of Hamilton kick ass. The energy is unmatched. I love Rage. We've been to a lot of Steel City, baby. Let's go. I I was in nosebleeds and I was headbanging tarps off. You can see my voice is gone. Yeah, we got four guys with tarps off here. I love it, boy. Nobody wears shirts. And we were yelling at people that have shirts on. Take that off man it's a rage concert <laughs> did they did they oh some of them did some of them did some of them told me to f- myself nice. what do you want to say to hamilton my cousin tony's got a huge <laughs> all i gotta say is jim's a f- dirty dog and he's got a rope too and also f- you i will do what you I tell, do what you me. tell me. october 12th catch me there for iron maiden let's f- go hammer <laughs> Those are guys I want to party with. They were ha- yeah. they all all four had their shirts off. And the rope crew. Well, it was the cousin. The cousin. <laughs> he wasn't there. Just dangling rope. Those guys. Yeah, I edited it out. <laughs> I was like, there must be fifty thousand guys in Hamilton named Tony. Hell and yeah, he said, no, he's specifically from Beamsville. So <laughs> okay, Tony from Beamsville is dangling some rope in, in case you were curious, everybody. He's got to wear the long shorts. Yeah. I don't know. They said I did too, so maybe they might. their gauge might be off a little bit. Yeah, the bar is set very low, like two inches from the ground low. Hello. <laughs> uh, those guys are great. Oh, absolutely. All right. We'll see you in October, fellas. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is uh, having some R&R up at the cottage this week. Um, so we are, uh, we're tapping into our resources here. Joining us on the phone, we've got Hockey Insider. You know him and love him from Global News Radio. Also the voice of the London Knights in London, Ontario. Mike Stubbs, how are you, pal? Has I'm outstanding. How are you? Good. Uh, Jim is here as well. We're both working this week. Morning, Stubbs. Well, I should say, Jim, for, how are you? For yeah. the rest of the week, we're working. <laughs> we were off yesterday. Little little bounce back from the Rage Against the Machine concert for Jim, and I was on a golf trip. We, we have another Hammered concert review, by the way, for the Rage Against the Machine show uh, coming up. So if you're going tonight in Toronto, you're going to want to hear that little sneak preview. Hammered sneak preview of <laughs> what you can expect. Huh, maybe I should get hammered for this show tonight. We want to uh, talk to you quickly, though, Stubbs. I know you got your, your tentacles all through uh, the hockey world, so we want to know uh, what you know about some of the stories going on with free agency. Uh, Kachuk has told, Matthew has told the Calgary Flames that he doesn't want to play for them anymore, right? He doesn't want to sign a long-term deal. That's what he said. Hmm. Well, what does that mean? Where's he going to go? What do you think his end game is here? Well, Matthew Kachuk is one of those players, and players in the NHL are showing this maybe more this year than ever before. This has already been a shift in, say, the NBA to some extent in Major League Baseball, where players have the power. You have certain players who are just that good that when they say, this is what I want to do, 
this is what I'm going to do. And sure, you can look back in history and say, well, there have been players who refuse to go different places. This is more movement-based. This is more, I'd like to be traded to one of these teams. And the players are just that good. Matthew Kachuk is that kind of a player. There are very few leaders like him in this world. And I really mean that. He is somebody that just makes you want to do things just because of his positivity, his attitude, his give everything. And so he's somebody that is looking at his future, and maybe it goes to what's been talked about a lot with the pandemic. You've got American-born players who had a lot of trouble seeing family members and friends in the United States, Yeah, and maybe they want to get a little closer to home. That was always the thing with Matthew Kachuk's former teammate, Johnny Gaudreau, that it was, let's find a way to, to get back into the United States. And ultimately, that's what he did, even though he surprised everybody by going to Columbus. In terms of where Matthew Kachuk could go, well, he's from St. Louis, and I think he's always had a soft spot in his heart for that. There could be other teams, maybe the Boston Bruins. He's got family connections to Boston. His brother went to BU. He's got other BU family members. But I think if he's really calling shots here, and, and he's not necessarily able to do that, but I think he'd love to go to St. Louis. You don't think there's a chance he'd go to Ottawa to play with his brother Brady for a year or two, do you? Brady has signed long-term there, so nothing's out of the question. I mean, those two together would be a force. But overall, I don't, I don't know. Ottawa would have a lot of attractive things for the Calgary Flames. The poor Flames are just trying to figure out, how do we do this? Yeah, between Kachuk we... and Johnny Goudreau leaving. and uh, I mean, who wants to go to Calgary now after seeing this experience? Do you feel sorry for Flames fans, Stubbs? Yes. Yes, I do. I really, really do. I lived there for a couple of years. And, and I worked for that terrible. organization, <laughs> and it's a tremendous organization. That's right, Stubbs, you were the voice of the Calgary Flames for a while, right? Just pregame and postgame, but it was a blast. All right, would you move back there? If they said, we've got a couple holes to fill, Stubbs, we want you to fill one of them. This area is so great. I mean, <laughs> we, you know, you can compare stuff, but this, Stubbs I love... Like, I, I feel sorry for the, the, the fans, but I completely understand why the <laughs> players want to leave. <laughs> hey, what, I miss the mountains, I miss the people, but you know what? There was, there was a family thing. I know exactly what Johnny Gaudreau was saying. Yeah. We had to decide where we were going to set up shop for our family, mm. and we chose this area. What, uh, what's going on with Nazem Kadri? It seems, uh, is, it, is it strange? Strange that a decision hasn't been made uh, for Nazem yet. He hasn't signed anywhere. I think it would be, but it's also a good sign for Nazem Kadri. I think, I think Taz and Jim. This means there are an awful lot of people, an awful lot of teams interested in having him. And I've heard that there are old school presentations being done by teams that oh, nice. they want to show what they can offer, what their city offers to him and to his family. And so I think that's what's taking a long, long time, that this isn't an easy decision. He's looking at all the graphs and pie charts right now. You know, this is what we can offer you here. This is what that's we can the offer old school there. presentation, <laughs> the old, yeah. With, the, with the, the pointer stick out. Here's, <laughs> let me get the next piece of Bristol board out here, Nazem. This is what we got. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I've got some news for you here, buddy. Okay. I had to do a, a double take because I was off for a couple days. Wasn't sure if you still had your mustache, but it's mm -hmm. it's there. It's not going anywhere, it seems. I know, yeah. I, I don't know what my game plan is with it. I'm going to keep it for the time being. I think at the end of summer I'll be sick of it. 
I've seen a lot of mustaches out there, yeah. which I enjoy, and it's like a bit of camaraderie, you know, when I meet people at a bar, you have a drink, and you're like, hey, high five a mustache guy. But there's a lot of mustaches out there now. Too and many? I think, I, think it's, I think it's quickly becoming the man bun of the year 2022. Like, it was fun for a while. Some people enjoyed it. It looked good, but now it's, like, uh, oversaturated. Uh-huh. Too many people with the mustache. Yeah. Like, it's now 100% a fad. You look trend. you look like a follower instead of a leader at exactly, this point. Exactly, exactly. Well, you know who everyone is following? Who? Miles Teller. <laughs> In Top Gun Maverick with that mustache. I just wanted to let you know that his mustache is gone. He says that his wife made him shave it off immediately after they finished filming the Top Gun movie. Sounds like a real stick in the mud. (laughs) For real. (laughs) The guy just made $4 million by growing a mustache, you know? (laughs) He says, I'm a big fan of the mustache. He likes that it has caught on as a trend. Yeah. If it makes you more confident, then more power to you. But we'll see. Maybe it's just a summer trend and it'll die out. I think so. He can't keep the mustache or else, like, then he has to commit to the look. And as an actor, you don't want to be stuck with, like, a look. Like, you don't want to be Tom Selleck and be be only known for the guy with the mustache. And if he was in a mustache the next movie... Because I don't even really know Miles Teller that well. This is the first I've known his name since Top Gun came out. I didn't know him in any other movies. He would be mustache guy if he had one more mustache and one more movie. Okay. You know? Well, the thing is about his wife telling him to shave it off is she doesn't have to pretend she's sleeping with Miles Teller like your fiance is currently doing. That's why Sarah has said you can keep the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's she <laughs> pretending Miles Teller is then? Miles Teller. No, 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 no. She's she's trying to upgrade him to somebody else. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. NFL, not that far off, folks, from NFL football getting underway. Preseason starts Thursday, August 4th in a couple weeks here. And this is interesting. There's a couple teams who are feeling left out before the season starts. Caesars Sportsbooks has been taking bets and a lot of people have been betting on teams to go undefeated for the season it's a long shot but if if you hit on something like that it pays off big time right Mm -hmm. and there's people putting thousand dollar bets on teams to go undefeated and every single team has a bet on them except for two Hmm. new york jets Somebody has bet $1,000 that the Jets are going to go undefeated. Can't remember who the worst teams in the league are. Well, you'd think uh, the Buffalo Bills are a good team. So, yeah, yes, yeah, people course. are betting on the Bills to go undefeated. Bengals, they've uh, really become a darling. So they're in there. Buccaneers, yes. Chiefs, yes. But the poor old Chicago Bears and Houston Texans. Oh, Getting no love. Wait, somebody bet the Browns are going to go 17 and 0? Again, you play the long shot. This is crazy. It's like if you bet on that horse at the Kentucky Derby that (laughs) wasn't even supposed to be there and ended up winning, right? I guess a lot of people have $1,000 just to flush down the drain. (laughs) Because I remember when the the Patriots almost did it, they they almost had the perfect season. I think they were talking that there was only one team that ever did it, like Miami back in the 70s or something. This is so uncommon. Well, didn't the Patriots have the perfect season, but then they lost in the playoffs? 
I believe so, they yeah, did. They did, but that, what but I, it's not like it happens every year. Oh, so yeah, so okay, so it's so it's just it's a regular season. season. Yeah. Okay, okay. They don't have to win the Super Bowl. Okay, gotcha. Just have a oh, perfect so it's season. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Get a thousand dollars ready, Jim, and mm. you know just to make the Texans and the Bears feel better. Why don't you bet on one of those two teams? Yeah. <laughs> feel sorry for them. Jim's got our back. <laughs> Couple weeks away from the start of NFL preseason. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. So our boss, Boss Brad, he's been working in radio for over 25 years, and he's been to a lot of concerts. He told me the Rage Against the Machine show in Hamilton on Tuesday may be the greatest concert he's ever attended in his life. I'm not surprised. It was awesome, man. I feel bad for anybody who wasn't there because it was lightning okay. in a bottle, man. I, I mean, I if you, it. I mean, there's other guys who've been in radio for 20 years and they've been to a lot of concerts, and boy, did they miss out on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I really didn't think when we planned that golf trip with the boys. <laughs> Missed the show on Tuesday, but I, I'm enjoying living vicariously through the Taz and Jim listeners. Uh, a lot of Y108 listeners, of course, uh, in Hamilton at the show, and Jim was talking to a bunch of them with hammered concert reviews. Not only did Rage Against the Machine put on an amazing show, and that's why it was such an awesome night, but the crowd was incredible, yeah. Taz. And I got to give a, a shout-out to the security guards. They must have had... Three Three times as many as they would at like a Dirks Bentley concert <laughs> in between the stage and the audience because people were going over the top, uh, body surfing, and the security guards were there making sure nobody got hurt. And uh, some of those body surfers I caught up with after the show. It's time for another Hammered Concert Review. Best, best concert of my life, hands down. Who was your favorite part? Surfing, the speech, blew it away, man. Oh, you did go body surfing. Oh, my f- Buddy, four times, round and round. That'll make the radio. What happens? You get grabbed by security and you do another loop, brother. How do you get up? Other mother Everybody helps you up. No one Others. gets left behind. Others. Everybody has Others. a chance. It's the most it Canadian oh, yeah. experience you'll ever have. Yeah. You get the kicked out of you, but everybody loves it. And no one actually really gets hurt. Why 108 rules, boys? Hammer Concert Review. Little tutorial there. If you're looking to do some crowd surfing, everybody helps you. Everyone's very generous helping you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you are going to get the S kicked out of you. Yeah, but you're not going to get hurt somehow. Bruises, <laughs> but no broken bones is I, the goal. I haven't been at a concert in a long time where people have been body surfing like that. And this was. Uh, I mean, I'm in that age range too, but this was the most like 40 year old dudes shirtless body surfing. Like, I feel like these are my people. That's me, you know, because you're used to like 19 year olds body surfing. They don't care about their bodies, but these guys, like, they were just, they were back in the 90s, you know, like living like they're in high school again. So, I mean, I saw some old guy, like 50 year old dudes going over the top. It was awesome. That's great. Well, that's what you can expect if you're going to the show in Toronto tonight. Two two shows in Toronto. You got tonight and Saturday night at the Scotiabank Arena. Will it be as much fun? Will the crowd be as great as they were in Hamilton? We've got our doubts, but it's your move, Toronto. Let's see if you can live up to the hype. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, what's the information here? Players, players smooth, and players original uh, packs in 20 and 25 are being recalled because uh, they are not meeting performance standards. One thing about cigarettes, if you're not aware, 
they are designed so that they don't burn from start to finish all the way through like a candle. Back in the day, people used to fall asleep. They'd get drunk and then they'd light a cigarette, fall asleep on their couch or their bed, yeah. and the cigarette would slowly burn and ash would fall on the, the pillow. The fire bed would start hazard. on fire. They would die in the flames. So basically, cigarettes are designed to, to, to extinguish themselves, and the standard is if you take a pack of 20 and 25% of them or 75% of them extinguish themselves, that's okay. So you're allowed to have 25% that don't quite extinguish. little room for error there. I don't, I don't like those statistics. <laughs> it doesn't make me more confident so, to pass out with a cig in my lips. 25% faulty cigarettes are allowed yeah, in a pack. Yeah. So it'd be like if your tires, if, if one of your tires <laughs> on your car blows randomly, that's fine. But if two do, send it back to the shop. <laughs> So, yeah, they're saying these. I don't know how they figured it out, but, yeah, I guess something's wrong with the way that they're produced. Over 10 million packs of cigarettes are being recalled. So there is a website uh, you can go to. Um, players. Oh, I just copy and pasted it. But just type in players uh, cigarettes recall, and you may be able to apply for a rebate, get your money back. We'll post the, the link on mm-hmm. the Taz and Jim Facebook page to make it easy for all the smokers out there. What is what's a pack of cigarettes going for these days? I know I have no idea. I think I think it depends on the brand, but like a twenty five pack, I think is almost it must be twenty dollars now, and like a twenty wow. pack is like you know sixteen or something. I don't know something like that in between sixteen and twenty bucks. I would say, yeah. Imagine that, and you burn your house down. It's a one expensive pack of cigarettes. If you're paying twenty bucks for a pack of cigarettes, you expect that. Maybe only five percent are duds, <laughs> right? You're paying that premium. <laughs> That's insane. Imagine smoking two packs a day, twenty bucks a pack. Yeah, I don't think there's many people smoking two packs a day, but there's certainly some. Back, I think, but a pack a day, day is pretty common. Was, yeah, back in the day, it wasn't uncommon. Yeah, like my dad smoked, and he went through I don't know how many cigarettes. It was different though because you could smoke everywhere, nonstop, all the time, in work vehicles, at restaurants, at you work. You were getting judged yeah. as well, right? So now you have to go somewhere, leave. So it's just harder to smoke unless you work construction. Then the world is your oyster. <laughs> <laughs> the world is your ashtray. <laughs> okay, so again, which brands? Players, Players Smooth, and Players original. Correct. There is a recall. We'll post all the details on the Taz and Jim Facebook. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I I got to uh, do some shout outs here, Jim. Yeah. From my golf trip, I I went away with a couple buddies there. Monday, Tuesday, we were up in Owen Sound at Cobble Beach. Beautiful uh, community, uh, golf resort, spa, highly recommended if you're looking for a cool place to go where you can just play some golf and relax. Cobble Beach is the name of it. Right on. Check it out. But it's funny, and I'm sure you get this all the time, when you're when you're with a bunch of guys and you're having fun, how many times do you hear, oh, I bet you're going to talk about this on the radio when you get back. <laughs> Oh, here's some good material for you, Taz. Oh, careful what you say. Taz might put it on the radio. <laughs> but it, it, what I what I gleamed from them bringing that up over and over again is they wanted me to mention them on the radio. <laughs> so uh, good morning to Drummer. Bob and Dino were there. Randy and Reg, Fish and Maddie. Good little crew. You guys were a lot of fun to hang out with. So there was what, six of you in total? Is that what Eight it was? Of us. Eight? Okay, yeah. my math's off. Two foursomes. Yeah, nice. 
Two foursomes we got out there. I got to give you a kudos, Jim, because hmm. driving up to Owen Sound through all those small towns, I was chuckling because of your small town hookup story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got a laugh out loud moment driving through Palmerston. <laughs> <laughs> Minto, you yeah. know? Well, I made that drive a million times, you know, driving up to northern Ontario. So, yeah, those are the, the, the towns that stick out. I want to give a shout out to the OPP officer who pulled us over. Yeah, that was nice on the way there. Speeding? Is that it or what? Total speed trap. Let me guess. Let me guess. Mount Forest. Could have been Mount Forest. Where's that located? Uh, past Palmerston? I don't know, but it's like it's like a really long road that looks long like you're... stretch. It's 80 kilometers per hour, yeah, and then yeah. for no reason, in the middle of nowhere, it drops down to 60. Hmm. And that's right where the, uh, the, the cop is sitting waiting. It's... Seems like a bit of a cash grab, but whatever you got to do to make sure your yeah your community gets the funds it needs. I they guess they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> There's like one at residential house that's kind of close there, so they justify it. Yeah, yeah. But wait, one of the guys you're 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 golfing with was a retired police officer. So does he get you out of it? The cop knocked it down to forty bucks with no points. So. What was it though? Well, we were going like eighty-five or ninety in a sixty. Oh, so that's not too bad. Like, no, really. uh, he was very understanding. Mm. But just be careful if you're driving up north and you're, you're going through uh, a long stretch where it's eighty. You never know when they're going to sneak up with the sixty. <laughs> yeah, got to pay attention. I also <laughs> want to tell you about this. So after a round of golf, we're all sitting back at the uh, the cottages having some beers, and I felt the need to. Message my family and uh, let them know I'm doing okay. Say hi. Uh, <laughs> so I sent this message. It said, Hi, just finished golf. I'm missing the bedtime snuggles. Love you guys. Good night. And as soon as I sent that message, the text message, uh, everyone in the room's phone started going bing, bing, bing. I accidentally sent it to the uh, the golf group instead of my wife and kids. <laughs> Do you think I heard the end of that? Yeah. Did you get some good <laughs> snuggling in though? Oh, Taz, you missing the you missing the bedtime snuggles? Are you? We can we can make that. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We are talking about the water park in Hamilton. Wild Water Works, CHCH News did a story about a teenage girl who's battling anorexia who says she was triggered after being asked to weigh herself before getting on one of the water slides at the water parks. They're now re-examining their policies, but they say everyone needs to get weighed because it's a safety issue. Uh, there's uh, slides that have limits. You have to be less than 400 pounds to go on four of them. The other two, you got to be less than 300 pounds, and they just want to make sure that people are they weigh what they say they weigh for uh, reference here we've got a message from michelle says my husband once lied at a water park about how much he weighed and almost went over the side of it oh yeah i was picturing the slide like breaking but yeah if you get too much momentum with your weight the physics yeah you can go Sharp shooting turn. over the side yeah that yeah. makes sense how much do you weigh? Uh, 140. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a new thing or not, guys. This is another text message here. I don't know if this is a new thing or not, but we all went to a different water park in Toronto a couple weeks ago, and everybody gets weighed there every time. So it almost sounds like this is a uh, an industry standard here. That hmm. you're getting weighed for safety reasons at water parks. I think it's just an unfortunate reality. Not every activity is for everybody. 
We've got a call here. What do you think, sir? Well, let's just say this. I'll tell you what, though, that can is weighing in. I'm six foot eight, and I'm 240 pounds. And, you know, I accept there's going to be a lot of stuff that I'm never going to be able to go on. You know, you just had a baby. You think I don't want to ride a go-kart? Yeah. You can't ride a yeah. go-kart because you get, well, get clotheslined by a bridge? Well, man, I've had to dodge neon, and I can change the radio station with my knees. So <laughs> but why would you well, ever change the radio station with your knee? You got it on the right one, buddy. Well, well, definitely, definitely. But to tell you about Top Gun, you know that one I can't Wonderland? Yeah. Typing yeah. too. You know what? I was only about, you know, maybe a little foot past the line. And <laughs> it pretty much, you know, maybe you can make it, sweetheart. Look at it go by, see your legs flailing near those posts. I'm like, nope, that's the home. <laughs> Have you considered filing a human rights complaint? Oh, <laughs> a human rights complaint. By the time it goes through with that, there would probably be a surgery to make me shorter. <laughs> what about slouching? <laughs> <laughs> That's natural. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, it's I I get it. Like the height thing is one thing. The weight is a, a little bit different. But at the same time, like people's safety has to be paramount. So hopefully they can find a solution that appeases most people. Hey, exactly. You know what? We're a community that usually does that as best as we can, but you know what? There's minorities, and we're not going to be able to satisfy everyone, right? Yeah, there's some people who don't get to do things that other people do. That's right. <laughs> do you find something comical about my appearance when I'm driving my automobile? Yeah. Everyone needs to drive a vehicle, even the very tall. This was the largest auto that I could afford. Should I, therefore, be made the subject? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.